0: Hi, I'm Paul Stringfellow. and welcome to Tech Interviews. This week, we're back into the public cloud, as we take a look at the risks and we take on our vulnerabilities. So, settle back and enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to Tech Interviews. This week's the second in our series looking at the public cloud. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the risks of running our infrastructure in the cloud, and how visibility and insight can help us understand those risks and mitigate against them. To help me to do that, I'm joined by this week's guest, Darren Gibbard. Hi, Darren. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really well, thanks. Um, so, um, so well, we've got a, an interesting topic to cover. Uh, but before we do that, as uh, as I always like to do, um, why don't you introduce? Is, I'll try that again, shall I? Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, Darren, tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is you do.
1: Hello, my name is uh, Darren Gibbard. I'm the Managing Director for Amir North and Chief Technical Security Officer for Qualys. Um, I have been working in the cyber um, IT information security industry for over 25 years. Um, I have been a CISO head of operations, working in regulatory and compliance, um, and have been a customer of uh, Qualys for 10 years before joining them. Um, My main experiences around sort of regulatory compliance and operations and how to integrate those teams and get them working well with the uh, legal teams. So I've spent a lot of my time my career in the risk, threat and vulnerability space.
0: Yes, and that, probably, that background probably gives us a kind of a good indication of the kind of work that, that Qualys do. And, and, and perhaps a number of the listeners uh, have, have heard of Qualys before, or maybe even use the platforms in terms of kind of security and vulnerability. Um, but, you know, to, to when, when we put that in kind of um, in, in line with this conversation that we're having with people at the moment around the use of cloud, and particularly the use of public cloud, um, I mean, what, what's kind of the environment you see at the moment for, for enterprise organizations when it comes to looking at migrating into cloud or maybe using multi-clouds? You know, what, what, what are the issues that they're seeing around kind of things like sorting compliance?
1: Um, for me and the conversations that I'm having with CISOs, the main challenges are around the knowing where your data is and where it's actually being hosted. So um, a lot of the regulatory requirements focus on data sovereignty and ensuring that that data is in an environment where you as the business owners of that data are knowing where it's going and what it's doing. Um, obviously, we have moved over the last 10 years from a, a uh, on-premise knowing where the data is and having it fairly regularly controlled. But we're now in an age, um, especially with digital transformation, in an age where the data is on anything from your mobile device right the way through to a cloud environment and everything in between. Um, You know, including, you know, things that you don't typically think of from a threat and a risk perspective is is things like IOTs at your home, Um, you know, being able to listen in on conversations are threat vectors that organizations that I regularly spend my time talking to don't have a good handle or understanding of how those risks can cause impacts to their, to your organizations.
0: And, and so what are some of those? Because that's interesting. And, and, and you know, we, we, before we started recording, we talked a little bit about this kind of, um, and I appreciate, you know, we, as we all do, it's a, it's a great technology buzzword, isn't it? This idea of, of digital transformation. But, I mean, how, how do you see, because um, I think that's a really interesting threat vector you're talking about there. So, so I mean, how are you, how are you seeing companies that, uh, you know, potentially open themselves up to that kind of thing? Are you seeing particular interesting uses in that technology as they, as they look to transform the way they do business um, and where they? Just purely, uh, really, just hadn't considered these kind of, kind of, uh, kind of issues and kind of security problems they might come up against.
1: Um, I think there's, for me, there's two camps at the moment. There's the um, organisations that have jumped in foot, you know, feet first and engaged and embraced uh, cloud technology, um, and basically have moving their data and migrating their. their their DevOps, they're integrating all of their uh, development into those kind of environments. They're spinning up and running services through those environments, because I think a lot um, of those decisions are based on uh, resources, um, their skill sets within the organizations, and then they're pushing very, very hard and jumping into that environment. The more regulated environments are being more cautious. Um, and taking a staged, uh, more um, reserved approach, more cautious approach to making sure that they move to the cloud. So they've got projects that are going, um, but for little pieces of non-critical data, as opposed to having going in with the, the other approach, which is just to adopt it full stop. There doesn't seem, for me, for the conversations I'm having, there doesn't seem to be a middle ground at the moment. There seems to be sort of all in, or very slow to adopt and cautious approach to it. And I think that that is down to the markets and the, the uh, verticals and what that decision is. You know, the more creative the organization, the more easier it is for them to adopt and jump into cloud fully, whereas the more regulated environments, they're taking their time and um, assessing the risks and understanding the threats before jumping in fee
0: first. I, th- I think that's a really interesting point, and, and it's interesting that it's a it's a conversation I've had quite a lot recently about um, that that leap into cloud. I think it's easy for people to look at the enterprise, you know, to look at enterprise organizations, any kind of organization, to look at them and say, well, everybody's just leaping into cloud. Everybody's running everything in AWS because that's what the t- tech industry likes to think is happening. But I think you're absolutely right. The reality is that the organizations aren't necessarily doing that. Um and so so one of the things that I think I've seen that's that's blocking that move is kind of the lack of enterprise control that they might have it, particularly when we look at public clouds and you know, when we look at an Azure and AWS or Google that uh, when we make those kind of moves that there's some of the things that although these infrastructures are great and offer loads of really interesting innovative capabilities they lack some of the enterprise capabilities we have we've seen it around enterprise storage you know they're lacking some of those kind of enterprise storage and data controls that you you might want i mean is that the similar kind of thing that you're seeing that companies aren't necessarily making that big leap because they they can't have the kind of enterprise security security and compliance controls that they're they're used to within their own data centers
1: um, I I agree that they, they when you look at the cloud environments, but the controls and the controls that are in operation from access control to encryption to um, obfuscation, whatever the technology is, is improving and it's getting better all the time within those cloud environments. I think the key thing um, from a CISO's perspective or a head of security's perspective is to get that visibility into that environment and to um use products that allow you to um, understand the risks, understand the threats within those environments. Um, From my perspective within my own product set, we do a lot of work uh, within Qualys and we work and operate within those environments that allow us to get the visibility and to understand the risks and the threats within those environments. So we are one of the few vendors that has our product integrated into those environments. So every time you spin up an instance, you have, you have the agent available there to do the scanning of that environment and understand what assets you've got, what, um, you know, what they're doing, how they're behaving, and what the risks and vulnerabilities are. So there are products out there and there are many products out there that will help and assist a CISO to understand you know, when you push all your data into that environment, it will allow you, um, you know, with a smaller set of tools, allow you and give you that visibility. The controls for access control and access to that data is, is as good as what a, um, you know, a a identity and access management solution would be. Um, You know, you can set your permissions and there are very granular permissions to providing access to that data to manage both your instance and also manage access to the data itself. So I don't think the gap is as big um and and maybe there's some further that's going around within the industry itself. I don't think there's as much um, there's a there's a very small gap between an on premise and a cloud based solution for your for your security and your data
0: you you talked a lot there about visibility as well and uh, you know and and i I, I, I agree hugely with that i think you know we've we've probably all seen um projects that have probably failed right at the beginning because organizations don't have visibility of their assets you know they they talk about i'd like to move to cloud for example um so why don't we just pick up all this stuff that we've got on prem and stick it in a, a big public cloud you know, a big hyperscaler data center somewhere. Um, but they don't really know what they're moving in the first place. I mean, is, is that is that partly why visibility is so important in that if you're going to do these kind of transformation projects, that if you've got no idea where you're starting from and what it is you're actually trying to transform, you, you're never going to get anywhere.
1: I agree, totally agree. It's, it's The problem you've got is that, that the understanding and having the accuracy and visibility of your environment first is key. You're never going to be successful with any project unless you understand the size, scale, and scope of what you've got within your environment. Um, I would always recommend that the visibility is probably more important than, than, than anything else because you need to understand the scale, the size, um, and how much, you know, how much data do you actually have out there? Um, and it comes back to the point um, I made earlier about, you know, your, your data is on anything from a mobile phone through to, you know, your, um, your core network infrastructure through to your cloud environment. And you need... Uh, tool sets that will be able to give you that visibility and also accuracy, which is vitally important because without accuracy, you're not going to be effective in your risk approaches, in your threat intelligence approaches. So you need to know and understand everything that's within your data, within your environment, sorry. So visibility is probably more important. I would always recommend, you know, run it, uh, assess and understand what the risks are to your data and your infrastructure within your own environment first before then migrating it out. You don't want to throw your data out there and then suddenly you find that you've missed a building, a department, a server, a critical server that's still got the data within your environment. So always run within your own environment first, get full visibility of everything that you've got, and then you can risk assess which ones you want to then push out to the cloud. And you know, and then again, it's that is do you go with everything or do you take a staged approach where you maybe keep your critical assets until the very end and just push the more the less sensitive data out into the cloud, understand how it operates, understand how it works, um, and understand the risks that are involved in that environment, the risks and threats to the data. And then once you're confident and everybody within your organization, your CTOs, your CIOs, your risk officers are, are happy that the risk is accepted, then push your critical data out into the cloud.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a really important point. And, you know, I, I couldn't agree more about the, the, the idea of, you know, understanding and insight into to what you've got at the start of any project. I mean, I know we're, we're talking here about kind of that that move to cloud and, and how, how that understanding is important in there. But I, but I think in kind of any project you undertake, understanding completely where, um, understanding completely the, the starting point is the only way you're ever going to get to kind of an, an accurate end goal? Um, but I what was interesting there as well is that you talked about kind of that idea of risk and um, and obviously we've talked to quite a bit already about the idea of security and compliance. I mean, in these kind of um, either whether it's an all-in cloud approach or whether probably more likely for for a lot of organisations is this some kind of hybrid model where I've got some stuff on-prem, I've got some stuff in maybe a hyperscale cloud, maybe some stuff in a colo. I, I mean, it's a challenge around risk and security and compliance. Is it a bigger challenge when I'm spread? my resources across all these kind of multiple and very different locations?
1: It will increase the risk um, and it will increase the risk. Um, I, it's, it, when, I, when, I, uh, when I talk about risk, I focus on one uh, one principle for risk, which is around the impact. So what would be the impact for the, uh, the, for a breach for the loss of the data um, so when I focus on risk, I don't spend a lot of time looking at likelihoods because likelihood is a mathematical um, or a theoretical equation to basically understand what the uh, loss of the data would be. I would uh, I tend to prefer and I've always used the impact approach and basically focused on the the you know what would happen if um, you know if for instance um, you know. You know, um, an Amazon environment, AWS, basically goes down, and I lose my data. What would be the impact? What would actually happen? Would the business cease to function? And focus more on the um, the impact to the organization because we all work in organizations, we all understand our businesses, we we all know what is critical to our business for it to be successful. So, from my perspective, this yes, you are um, expanding. Uh, the risk and basically the potential for an impact to occur because you're moving it out into an environment that some may say is fairly unknown, but to be fair, I think is probably fairly well understood now. Um, And you're pushing it into an environment that you have no control over. So you have control as into what you build and how you use it, but as in how the platform is operated, how it's run, what would be the cause of the impact? And I think you know, with today's modern, you know, with all the new uh, cloud environments, availability is key. Um, it's the environments are very stable, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, the, um, uh, there are very few incidents in these environments. So I don't think it's as great a risk um, as what, uh, you know, some people lead you to believe. And I don't think it's something to be feared. I think you just need to, from from a technological and a business perspective, you need to understand what would be the impact if it's not there.
0: See, I, think that's I I like the uh, I like the positive message that the uh, that the risk is maybe not as as big as we we might often fear. Um, because I think you're quite right. I, I I think it is that step into that step into the unknown. You know, the idea that we talked a little bit earlier, didn't we? That some organisations yeah. some organisations are leaping straight in, some organisations are a little more cautious, and and that that caution is probably based around maybe some of it unfounded but some of it will be you know will have foundation in terms of yeah. there's complications there's how do we really how do we optimize what we're doing in these spaces now how do we make sure the commercials work for us um but i mean from a, a kind of from a you know we, we, you, you talked a lot there about kind of risk and impact and I thought that's a really interesting approach um so what are the kind of things that organizations in your experience can do to help, um, you know, as they, as they make these, whether it's hybrid cloud or a full move to cloud kind of these projects, what are the, some of the things that companies can do to mitigate some of these risks, you know, reduce some of the potential impact of, of you know, maybe an outage or, or whatever?
1: Um, I For me, it would be vitally important to um, look at the actual statistics that the cloud providers provide themselves. Uh, because they give you a lot of information around, you know, availability. They build in uh, redundancy so that actually your data is not gonna, you know, the availability is gonna be there, you know, by365 So. I would be looking at those kind of assurances, the published papers, the published results from your cloud providers. Whether it's one of the big three, whether it's one of the Vodafone's or BT's of the world, I would look at basically what is going on um, and what they actually publish as their availability targets. You know, if they're doing 99.9% availability, and the, you know, the one percent is just for uh, system updates and changes, but you know full well that your data is still going to be available. It's just going to be switched to another platform or to another another instance, another cloud instance. You can be assured that you know um, that the data is always going to be available. That the impact is going to be low, um, and then you can we can you can go from there.
0: That's and that that, that that's an um, an interesting approach, actually. I, you know, and again, that's probably not something I've, I've discussed particularly with people before. The, this idea of um, understanding. You know, the, the, how those cloud providers actually already deliver this kind of resilience and availability and, and risk mitigation themselves. So, so that's that's quite an interesting tip. Um, and, and I mean, one of the things that interests me about Qualis actually as an organization is this kind of breadth of things that you do. And, and we've not really touched on, on Qualys particularly. Um, so so you know, can you tell us a little bit about kind of what it is that the Qualys platform does you know so people listening to this and you know will be thinking yeah actually I, I'm looking to you know I've, I've got a strategy I, I want to maybe use multiple cloud providers or I want to start migrating service into the cloud and I am going to need some things that, that will help me to do that you know that people I think are interesting kind of tools and platforms that can help so so what are some of the things that Qualys are doing in this space that that can help this this kind of whole process and this this both visibility and, and risk mitigation that We've spoken about.
1: Yeah, so Qualis is a platform. So Qualis itself is a is a private cloud platform. So all of our products um, and all of our eighteen products exist within our own private um, private uh, data centers where we host, we run, and we operate. So within, um, let me give you some numbers just to give you some top level numbers of what we do as an organization. So we we uh, run twelve, you know, one trillion basically security events per year, and we do three plus billion IP scans a year. So through, we've got 10,500 customers, um, we have a big, big amount, vast amount of data about uh, vulnerability information, web application uh, scanning, uh, we sit in a, a lot of different sectors. So we uh, sit in the asset management sector. Uh, so this is all to do with the accuracy and the visibility and understanding where your assets are, from your mobile phone through to your enterprise, your cloud, you know, your core switches, your cloud platforms. Uh, we obviously are traditional. What we're known for is vulnerability management. We've been doing that since 2001 with the QualysGuard product. Uh, we sit in the regulatory and compliance space. So we sit and we, will, we can assess using things like policy compliance, your platforms, your servers within your environment to make sure they meet baselines. We uh, do a lot in risk, uh, risk management and threat intelligence through Threat Protect. So we take threat intelligence feeds, we identify your critical assets and allow you to um, prioritise what you do from an operational perspective by running uh, basically the Threat Protect product. We sit in the web application scanning um, environment um, as well. So we have a web application scanner and firewall. But the main cool things, the new products that have come about there are probably our more traditional products that we're known for. But what we're doing a lot of work with at the moment is things around uh, CertView and and, uh, CloudView, which are free of charge tools that you can download from the Qualys website. Uh, which allow you to scan your certificate servers and your cloud environments. And when you're scanning those environments, um, you know, uh, say for instance AWS, you can scan that environment using CloudView and understand what the uh, vulnerabilities are within that environment and help you understand what's going on within that environment. The certificate view is, again, a, a, a new product that's been out since February this year. It, that is focusing on your SSL management, your key, your PKI management, and focusing on your certificates and understanding what uh, is going on within your certificate environments, which ones have been incorrectly configured, how many, which ones are about to expire. So we, we as an organization um, have grown from a small number of products to 18 products. And the focus for us at the moment is very much on uh, saving organizations money, Um, helping CISOs with what I call the too many tools syndrome and lowering their cost by consolidating their tool set into a platform that one already has that data, can generate all the alerting and feeds into your SIEM and can also alert you as to what's going on on your endpoints as well as on your main infrastructure. Once you've got all that information, um, it's then basically, um, rather than re-scanning or redoing anything, uh, we are doing a lot of um, analysis of the actual data that we've collected through our various scanning technologies and looking at the data and being able to accurately uh, give you um, the threats, the risks, um, and the vulnerabilities to your organizations using the Qualys platform.
0: And, and so is a, is, is a big part of, um, of, of what you guys are trying to do is it to simplify that process? No, we was talking earlier about the idea that uh, you know, and I, and I absolutely buy into this, and I, and I kind of like the too many tools syndrome as a as a concept, uh, because I think you do see that, and and I think one of the big issues that that also leads to is it's kind of almost information overload. So, you know, people then start to miss potentially key problems because actually there's just too much information coming in. So it's it's kind of one of your goals to to try and simplify that, you know, as you kind of talked about, reduce the amount of information points that somebody has to look to, Uh, you know, and and, and particularly as we talk about this kind of approach where we might have stuff on-prem, we might have stuff on mobile devices, we'll have stuff in the public cloud. Is that kind of a a goal for you guys to try and simplify that? And maybe apply some intelligence to that information as well for, for people.
1: Yeah, so so from our perspective, uh, we've got sort of what we call fi- uh, five core present, uh, principles for security. We've already t- spoken about um, accuracy and visibility, which is vital, but also um, we talk about uh, scalability and immediacy because as organisations are growing and they're pushing their data more and more into uh, more, uh, you know, there's no borders on corporate networks anymore. You're, it's vitally important that you have that immediacy to be able to understand where the risks are where the threats are where the alerts are within your organisations to be able to deal with them more quickly so we do um we work on a principle we call, we call it transparent orchestration um, organizations you know all have seams you know the splunks the envisions and so on across the uh, across their organizations but the problem is, is that it costs more to integrate your 40 or 50 products into those, um, into those platforms than what it actually does to um, uh, have, you know, you're suffering from, I'm going to use another, um, too many, too many consoles for your operations to teams to deal with. And what then happens is, is that your, you know, your operational teams are then missing events that are happening. So because you're spending all that time working with a minimum of three to five consoles, the integration doesn't work cleanly between all your different tools. And so things get missed. And I think we're in, you know, within Qualys, we call it transparent orchestration to take away some of that headache. We we already have within our platform all of the data about your assets. You know, we know it from firmware through to what software is running on it, what applications are running on the system. We have all of that data. And we can provide that real-time intelligence to inform you of, through, say, something like indicator of compromise, we can tell you whether that, that device or that, that phone is at risk. And be able for your operations team to then react quicker than having to wait for an alert to happen, for an event to happen, and then have to go through the five consoles to actually understand what has actually gone wrong with that. So you know, transparent orchestration is is an important piece of our um, uh, one of our what we call our core principles. Is giving organisations that ability to look at all of their assets, know that all of those assets are accurate, that you've got visibility into them, and then when we um, alert you that something's going on, we are only presenting to you a real alert that needs to be actioned because we know it's a critical asset. We know the importance of that asset to your organisation and you need to do something with it now.
0: Yeah, and I think that is huge. I, you know, I think we, we we all have no doubt and I'm sure people listening to the show will have have been through that situation where there's just too much information. And, and the real problem is who on earth is it who's going to look at this kind of stuff? So I think anything that can help to use a level of intelligence, use a level of things that it already knows to make informed decisions about your environment to say, actually, you can need to go and focus on that thing. I I, I think it's absolutely crucial for organisations of all types and all sizes, you know, and whether we're talking, yeah. you know, although the, this is part of a set of shows we're doing, talking about kind of, of public cloud and the enterprise, that actually, that, regardless whether you're utilising cloud or not, you know, as an enterprise IT infrastructure, trying to deliver IT to, to your your customers, your organisation, then then that kind of stuff is, is really valuable. Well, look, as, as we come to kind of the end of our time here, you know, there's, there's a couple of things I just wanted to kind of pick up hunt. I think it's been interesting that we've we've talked a lot about um, this idea that as an enterprise, if you're looking to utilize cloud in, uh, you know, whether that's hybrid or, you know, all in uh, all kind of in cloud, that actually some of the, the risks around security and compliance might not be quite as um, quite as high risk as, as, as you might otherwise think. But I mean, if I'm listening to this and thinking, yeah, actually, I've, I've got a cloud strategy and, and I'm interested in how I move forward, you know, but security and compliance and, and risk is a, is a real concern for me I mean is there a couple of tips that you would give somebody maybe either at the start of that journey or or just beginning that journey that a couple of things that you do and suggest that that they might want to do as they start to make some of those changes to their infrastructure
1: um I think for me um the key thing and it was something that um I learned through my career is to work with your risk teams or your compliance teams very early on in the process um the, there's a, a habit and sometimes, you know, from my experience that we, you know, running, running an operations team, you think that there's nothing that the risk team or the compliance team can actually add to what you do and you see them as a, as a, um, a blocker or what you're trying to do. So, but for me, actually working and engaging with them closer helps you prioritize and it helps you understand what's going on within your environment. Because one, you understand what's going on, what's important to the business. um, And that helps drive your strategy, drives what you need to do from an operational perspective. So I think for me, it's vitally important that the risk team, whether it's inside your IT organization or whether it's outside your IT organization, are engaged as early as possible. it will be problematic at first. There's language differences, there's understanding, and there will be you know, a few little minor conflicts as, as the relationship grows. But I think it's vitally important that, the, that it starts as early as you possibly can. And engaging, proactively going to your risk team and asking them to come involved, I think, will help. Because the end result is, is that, that the, you know your, your CISO, your, your security team's, I've got to focus on what's important and they can get lost in the noise and i think it's vitally important that they talk and basically engage because the risk team can help them prioritize what they need to focus on.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great tip. I think in, in again in any project, the the early engagement of of those that can help, I think is, you know is, is, is crucial. Well, look, as, as we wrap up Peter you know, I think people listening to the show and you know, and I, I, we said before we started recording that I have I mean, known of, of Qualis and, and worked alongside their technology in a number of businesses for for over for quite a long period. Um, but if people are interested, in this, never never come across Qualis before, um, interesting what you've talked about, though, and, and like the sound of, of what Qualis potentially can do. I mean, what, what's a good way that they can find out more or, or learn a bit more about kind of your platform and, and how they can use it?
1: Yeah, it would be great um, if they take a look at the uh, qualys.com uh, website. It's a very easy to use. You know, you can find everything you need very, very quickly from the uh, top bar on all the products um, if you, you know, just select things like the uh, cloud platform or the solutions. It will give you um, all of the solutions that we've got uh, within our product set, and you know the, um, that would be a good place. And you can sign up for trials and free services. So things like CertView and CloudView, you can sign up and register for them. Um, we also have announced a community edition, uh, which allows you to get some free-of-charge uh, services around the asset
0: management, the vulnerability management, um, and, and you can register uh, for that. Yeah, and I think I'd, you know, and actually, I think some of those, and we, we've used those free tools in the past in in uh, different projects, and and some of those tools that uh, do some of the initial assessments are, are really really useful, and as you say, are completely free and you know and, and, and available for use. So, um, so well, t- finally, Darren, you know, if people want to um, you know follow up with you or hassle you or Qualis um, uh, uh, on the internet out there, is, is there a way they can do that?
1: Yeah, um, I've got uh, uh, my profiles up on LinkedIn, as is as, as, as most people's. Um, or if not, just drop me a email directly to dgibbard at qualis.com. And um, I'm more than happy to help and uh, broker connections and put uh, people in contact with the right people to help them out.
0: Well, Daniel, I really appreciate your time. I think that's a, a fascinating conversation, and you know, and I think it's a it's a big issue for lots of us as as we look at kind of the future of uh, of our IT architectures. And you know, when we we talked about you know using IT buzzwords like, buzzwords like digital transformation earlier. But I think as organizations go down that step, you know, the idea of security, compliance and and visibility and vulnerability assessment are a a real key feature. So thanks for giving us that insight today. You know, really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for your time and look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed that. For show notes, pop over to techstringy.com. We'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. And if you did enjoy the show, why not leave us a review? And you can also subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud and Stitcher, as well as all other good homes of podcasts. So, until next time, thanks for listening.